Hello. I could go into my time not being on social media. I'm back. I could go into what's been going on the past couple of weeks, the the pressing uh, escalation of the news cycle, which, by the way, does it ever get more intense or do things just kind of settle down and things get intense again? So that's why people think things are going to hit the fan over and over. Notice that next time. I'm not sure there's really actually a upward spiral. Uh, but speaking of upward spirals... We're going to go to the sideshow today. One of my favorite episodes I ever did. And I occasionally drop it, re-air it, just because it was... It's one of the reasons I started Open Loops. I didn't want it to just be this intellectually escapist place. I wanted us to go places and escape and then intellectualize about it after. So I'm going to intellectualize a little bit about this man. Because look, when I went to see him at the Slipper Room, like I'm going to be seeing him tonight, the night this airs, February 28th, uh, to celebrate his 60th birthday bash, I did not know what to expect. And I go into it in the episode. Zero Boy, to do an act like this, to to entertain with so little, beyond stand-up comedy, beyond the cognitive function of words, to, to go into the realm of sounds, I thought it was a very special thing. And it's the type of entertainment that I live for. And it was, well, it was podcast gold, it was radio gold, because that's really what we're aspiring for here. Something that would keep people listening if it was on that fast drive-by early morning radio or late night. Uh, whatever would be on the airwaves, which, by the way, this would not be allowed on terrestrial airwaves. Uh, don't Don't sit the kids down for this one. But... It is, it's going to take you to your childhood because Zero Boy and the great tradition of, you know, Billy the Mime and, and these other classic, classic, uh, perverted, you know, even going back to Punch and Judy, uh, these puppets, you know, it's, it's, it's that classic sideshow entertainment that I love, that I live for, that I want to explore more in this show and a lot of people think I do that opening little bit at the beginning of every Open Loops episode. They think it's me doing sound effects. It's this guy. This guy, you're going to actually hear the conception of the Open Loops pre-theme song that was originally just the theme song in this episode. He is he's so great. Uh, <laughs> I love... Uh, I, I, I'm just honored to be able to say I've worked with Zero Boy and I'm able to celebrate him on his 60th birthday. Happy birthday. Enjoy this episode. I present to you Zero Boy. We have Zero Boy here 
on open loops. And you know what? I, I don't think there's a more perfect guest for this kind of show because, uh, you know, as a lot of my listeners know, I, I kind of delve into sort of fringe topics. I talk a lot. I've had like psychics on here and, uh, you know, people who have had experienced alien abductions and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I advertise this show as like it's it's like a theme park for your ears. And part of Fringe, part of these topics that I love are sideshow, burlesque, uh, old style carnivals and entertainment. And I have to tell you, Zero Boy, um, I first saw you at the Slipper Room and you were my favorite act. So first of all, I just want to thank you for coming on today. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, the slipper room. <laughs> da, 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 psh, da, psh, show us your zits. Yeah, yeah, the slipper room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You I, look. The guy came. Uh, I, I always tell this to people. You know, you're. It was a late night show. The guy says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Zero Boy," and this man comes out, shaved head, like silver suit microphone stand on stage and you walk up and from the it, it was it was one of the most amazing things i've ever seen wow well thank you that's a that's a very nice uh encomium to make me uh ponder reality ding dong ding dong <laughs> yes well your reality here <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I'm, yeah i'm just I'm, I'm trying to i'm like how do i am i just gonna entertain myself like like do i ask you about your life i mean i'm very curious you know i feel like vocal cartoonist are you the first vocal cartoonist you think um no Yes, my friend. Shall we look back in the time history? We go back to the first fire pit. Uh, uh, uh. With Grok's new understanding of sound. He would wander around the village, scaring everyone. <laughs> no, there's been sound uh, sound effects uh, wizards. There's tons of them around. There's beatboxers. They're the cousins in the box. Yes, yes. So, I'm not really a beatboxer. I don't have the, the endurance of uh, being a drummer. For I was a drummer in high school, and uh, I grew up learning drums. I uh, studied with a, a drummer by the name of Volo Tunji when I was a little kid. It was a really great experience at the Elmolo School of Fine Arts in Boston. And uh, he kind of gave me my rhythm. So, uh, but I'm not a beatboxer. What was your, were you, <laughs> were, you uh, were you an actor? Like what was your entry into live performance out of curiosity? Um, my entry into live performance was as a little kid. I used to play and I, you know, I, I uh, by myself, uh, all the characters, movies I'd seen, you name it, you know, uh, I seem to love war uh, as a uh, theme for noise and, and, and uh, 
and energy and expressions. Uh, I would play like when I was a, 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 a young kid, I would watch the TV show Kung Fu and uh, play all the characters and psh, psh, kick and stuff and entertain my uh, yes. Um, yes. Uh, babysitter. Uh, she would just sit in the doorway going, oh, wow, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Zero Boy, I have to tell you, like, I had a uh, a friend at school named Harrison, and he was like the sound effects kid. I mean, I yeah. always wanted to be that kid, and I tried for sure, but like, this kid was like, like, he figured out how to do Stephen Hawking. Um, oh, Stephen wow. Hawking. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, you know, this beep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for being so kind to me. <laughs> well, thanks for giving us all the physics uh, mathematics that allow us to uh, have air conditioning. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Stephen J. Hawking, who will be doing a strip routine here at the Super Room uh, right after Bastard Dude. Okay, uh, something like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, uh, yes. Yeah. So I was a theater artist my whole life, and... Uh, when I came to New York, I decided I would do like solo performing. There was a place called the Anarchist Switchboard on 9th Street. And I met these folks and started doing plays and producing, acting, directing, and getting involved with uh, ABC No Rio, which was uh, sort of the graduating class of uh, underground poets of the 80s uh, in the Lower East Side. There weren't many open mics happening and it was only one Matthew Courtney's wide open cabaret. And uh, that's where I developed my craft and then over years in in, in anarchy anarchist uh, rainbow gathering burning man slash professional theater professional variety vaudeville style radio and some tv commercials yeah, like yeah, no, you're 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 definitely out there. I mean, uh, it looks like you've, I mean, you've been on NPR, you were on Nickelodeon. I mean, uh, there's definitely use for this talent. I mean, I I think honestly, I would see like an hour and a half show of just you doing like this. Well, pretty soon, uh, I'm going to be going back on Facecrack and YouTube uh, with my Zoom content and my backgrounds. I've been doing a lot of work. Um, on, uh, I did a lot of work during the, the during the, uh, lockdown, um, and then worked with the Metropolitan Playhouse, uh, creating a show once a week with them. But before that, it was four times a week when everyone was stuck in the house. And now I'm sort of heading back towards creating little bits. Uh, I did this show called the Gangsta Logs with Johnny Z. How you doing? I'm Johnny Z. Johnny Z is the, uh, uh yeah. Uh, the guy who'll be calling you up after this podcast to find out about the uh, union negotiation for the fees that he would get at the uh, entertainment local. <laughs> so, right, right, right. He died in 1948, killed by his girlfriend, Roxy. Um, Johnny Z was a uh, union official uh, who had been arrested in late 1930s uh, for racketeering, um, went to prison and was offered an option of uh, joining the army, at which point he became a hero, came back, got his job back in the union. Um, and then there's some sort of claims that he might have been a hitman for uh, murder incorporated. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. My show, The Gangster Logs. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, look, <laughs> do you, well, first of all, I mean, I have to ask, I, I hate the obvious questions, but I feel like I have to ask some of them. So um, here's one, real life sound effects like daily life moving through life do you try to do you try to compartmentalize between like the zero boy on stage versus like casually doing sound effects in daily conversation now that this is sort of what you do you know it varies uh i'm a bostonian yeah I'm from, I'm from massachusetts too actually oh you're a mass old too all right yeah, yeah i'm from dover Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. Where the hell is Dover? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, that's like, I think of Dover, New Hampshire, uh, um, but uh, Dover, Mass. Wow. Is that like on the shore north of Boston? It's, uh, do you know where what it is? It's, it's, it's like Natick, Newton, Wellesley. Do you know that area? Oh, you're real close by. I'm in Brookline. I was a oh, Brooklineian. Awesome. Yeah, so Dover must be, all right, so it's a little north of, uh, I believe, or a little bit more uh, west and north uh, from, from me. I have to look on a map, and I'll have to do that. But, yeah, I grew up in Brookline, Massachusetts. I moved to New York. Uh, I've lived in uh, Amsterdam for a couple of years, and uh, sometimes when I'm walking around, do, 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 you know, sometimes, not all the yeah. time. It depends on the dosage. Um, I'm, no, I mean, it depends on, uh, you know, how life is treating me and uh, if I'm in a more... Uh, the reason I brought up the Bostonian thing is because uh, a lot of times people don't know what I do and they just think I'm some sort of serious cat. And, um, right. you know, I'm the whitest guy in the room or something. And so that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it that Yes. <laughs> so, so it's a little mix. Yeah. I mean, I, I do kind of wonder about that with like, I mean, you know, there's always the, and believe me, I do not like, if anything, I want you to ramp it up in this interview. If anything, like, I, <laughs> like I'm a, yeah, like, like if anything, I'm like, go all the way. Because to me, I mean, I think the thing with Robin Williams is the classic example, right? Of like, where is the line between the performer persona and the real persona and what he thinks I want like like do you think I mean even going into this interview like yeah you've already done sound effects you've made me very happy um but we yeah. could just keep talking like do well, you feel you like know, you're be beholden to that expectation no I mean it's you know it's it, we're not really um you know it's a uh, if if I'm I'm in a pretty good mood, this is fun. I uh, my as I said before, my apologies I about the timing, but it's it's a uh, I, I I figured hey we're, you know I mean at this point in my age I don't really um, I've had I had a period where I was I had like three weeks of probably about ten to fifteen interviews, radio, television things, boom 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 boom. So it taught me a lot about enjoying these kind of things. Yeah. Podcasts, uh, real TV stuff. And um, so, yeah, I, I was looking forward to this. It's always fun to just, uh, it's always fun to just be yourself. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, look, I know this is, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there are two ways this could go. I could, I could very much kind of go deeper and I am interested in like who you are as a performer, as a person, because I feel like there's a lot, but the, on the other hand, and this is like, I knew a woman that used to play improvisational piano and on my birthday, Ooh. I said to her, can I just name stuff and will you just start playing it? I just wanted that. And that's sort of where I'm at with you a little bit. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have you, well, you know, I, for, so I went in for this thing for NPR and ended up being like a whole bunch of their radio shows. And it was called the next big thing. And they had a stump zero boy segment. Oh, is that people would write in a scenario. I wouldn't see the scenarios, but the producers would, then they would choose them. Then they'd say, we're going to call you between one and two o'clock on Wednesday. He's in the studio. He's never heard it. You're going to say it to him. So they would call up and they'd say, hi, where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. And they'd say, all right, what do you got for zero boy? And they'd say, zero boy, blah, blah, blah. And he'd give me a up to 20 word scenario and I'd have to make a radio play right there on the spot. Oh, so you, so you have been put through this kind of rigmarole before. And my show that I was doing four nights a week starting in March during the lockdown and when everyone was stuck in the house, I was doing Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday on Facebook live. Um, give me a five word scenario and I'll turn it into a, a cartoon or, or or whatever on live on my iPad here. And so that's what I did. And it's evolved into a little bit better Zoom setup and computer and et cetera. And it, it's growing and that's the next step. So, you know, I mean, if you, as you were asking, in real life, usually what people want to know, because they ask these girlfriends of mine, um, does he make sex sounds? <laughs> that is a good question. Because that's the sex routine that I have. So it's like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, so it's like. <laughs> that's the one i saw well i i will always remember the lightsaber the lightsaber got the huge laugh huge i mean it was hilarious yeah i like working with the lights do you think you could do a whole show of star wars have you ever like had to do like a star wars themed show an entire show no, I have never done a whole one. I've done movies, old movies, doing the sound effects for them, but uh, or the sound and <clears throat> read the lyrics, uh, the words for the text. Um, but Star Wars, people have used that to stump me, like make the sound of, you know, R two D two. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff is. Uh, what about what are some of your favorite old movies? Like I am, I got into a really, I mean, my whole life, my dad and I used to watch Three Stooges and Marx Brothers growing up. Those oh, are yeah. my favorites. Um, yeah. yeah do, you, I mean, do you like that stuff? Like, yeah, tell I, me about yeah, that. Yeah, I grew up with that. Uh, we grew up with um, all kinds of things. I'm recently getting really into film noirs. Um, 40s and 50s are great. That's a very interesting time period, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
I could feel the cold breeze on my chin. <laughs> I knew I had to meet somebody. And they'd better have thought along what I was looking for. Oh, this is amazing. So that's your have you brought what I requested? I brought it. Put it on the table, please. And do not do anything abruptly. Or Elko here might get a little nervous holding the nuclear trigger in his hand. <laughs> there you go. A little closer, please. Now, please step back if you don't mind. Ah, exactly. Finally, it isn't within my. <laughs> Something like that. You're kind of like what Looney, how Looney Tunes depicted those movies. You know, I love, uh, I have a whole, uh, meet Wiley Coyote. Inventor, super genius. Beep, beep. Ten thousand pounds. <laughs> Beep, beep. Why? My looks are. Beep, beep. So, like, those kind of things, yeah. That was the best. That was, the, I mean. That is an amazing skill to be able to uh, paint the entire cartoon in the heads of the people. I mean, like, are there are there people doing what you do out there that like everybody in the vocal cartoonist industry views as just like total hack and just like inadequate, like to even have the name of vocal cartoonist? No idea. I don't <clears throat> haven't even thought of that. You know, I haven't seen anybody like that or no, I mean they're you know, everybody's different and, and, and you know, there's some there are people, they're youngsters of course are gonna be more talented than you because they'll have the beatbox skill and the sound effect skill and they'll be you know, and they can play violin. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. they can't play violin anymore. But uh, you know, I mean and I really appreciate that because when they're really talented it's un super unbelievable. But you know, we we all work on the um, on the on. It's funny because uh, Robin Williams is an interesting character. What an extraordinary talented fellow. Um, 
But if you know any stand-up comedians who knew him at the time, there's this, this, this cloud hanging over him in the industry due to... Uh, um, lifting. He was like lifting. Yeah. Lifting. Yeah, jokes. he would. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He got, you know, my friends told me, I don't know if you ever heard what happened with that. No, um, no, I, I don't. I guess this comedy club in, in California, he came in and they had a trial. They had it that if he came into the room, they'd flash a light a certain way, which told you Robin Williams is here. And all of a sudden the performer would be like, okay, thanks. Like that's my set and walk out. Like they would literally stop their set because they didn't want him stealing their set. Wow. They had a trial with him at it. And he was like, look, I'm really sorry, guys. My friend was there. He said, he said, look, I'm not stealing. What happens is, is I see your stuff and I'm in the middle of an improv and I just throw it out there. And they're like, you're stealing. He yeah, had like, he had like five or six people that he was paying rent for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, that being said, the guy was unbelievable. He was a huge inspiration as Mork, as kids for me and other kids. I mean, the, the guy was monstrous. I mean, it's just when you hear that stuff on your hero, it's like, ooh. You know? Yes. <laughs> you know Carlos Mencia in terms of like super stealing, but he definitely... You know, the, he did an album called Life What a Concept. And it took 20 years before the guy got paid the millions for the for the for stealing it. But, you know, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I didn't realize that, you know, he, he had a trial. I mean, I um, I had heard that that was sort of his excuse, lifting things like that. Um, yeah, that's it. It was like a, a trial at the comedy club. My buddy Kelly told me about it. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and look, uh, he was great. I also love in in the spirit of like comedians that can't help themselves. I mean, uh, his influence, Jonathan Winters. Wow, they were friends. I mean, I, there's a great video of him, uh, uh, him, Jonathan Winters, and I think it's. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, Rickles. Don Rickles. Oh, Don Rickles, yeah. It's really fantastic. Because um, uh, Jonathan Winters, you really see some of the influences he had on... on uh, they were friends, too, I gather, in the old days. Friends. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's uh, those are my influences, those folks, in a lot of ways, and cartoons and comic books. Yeah, you know what I was. I I just had the thought. I don't think Zero Boy can get canceled. How so? Here's what I mean. Like, like you know the the big field of uh, what people are talking about these days with comedians. The conversation you hear all the time is about cancel culture. And, you know, I was thinking about Don Rickles. Like people say, Don Rickles couldn't get away with most of the stuff he said. Now, just because of, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld says he's not going to do college campuses. Like, this is the conversation we're happening. But in a way, aren't you sort of like able to evade any of these like kind of extremely politically correct folks by the fact that you're never actually really using words? Like, what is the worst that you could do that could possibly get you on the cutting board of culture? 
Well, you know, you can do something that will piss people off. There's no question about it. I blew up. A, I had my car routine at the end, driving in the car. Ladies walking the baby in the baby carriage, slaps the baby around a little bit. Car's driving, fires a rocket, blows up the baby. Baby lands on the windshield. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And then Germany, about 25 years ago, this woman came up and was like, oh, you killed the baby. This is not good. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, uh, I had another time, oh, man, that sex routine. Um, it's a sexist rape story. Why is that? Because this is, you get the woman drunk and da, 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 da. It's like, no, she comes up and wants a drink. Um, and she's the one who's like, pure. Have enough. Oh, my God. She's just gobbling this shit up. And second of all, I mean, it was a friend of mine who said this, who then years later saw it and said nothing and actually laughed throughout the whole show. So uh, another time um, I was doing my show in Austria three, uh, two years ago and um, the cutest woman, it was, in, it was so funny because I got in trouble uh, with some friends on Facecrack because of, uh, there was a woman at a college, at a college conference and she was really angry because a guy in the elevator said, um, she said, what floor? Uh, and she said, women's lingerie or something like that. Right. And she went to the conference and said, I felt uncomfortable. All these guys, these men were all together, making me feel uncomfortable. Uh, it was very misogynistic. And um, he said, wait a minute. I didn't know any of the other guys. They just laughed. I'm sorry, but doesn't your conference have like this plan that you're supposed to do it by writing an email to us? So long story short, I posted that I thought that was ridiculous and that you better watch out what you say. And a lot of my friends, my girlfriend at the time got mad at me. <laughs> I know how good you, you know, this guy. So I was okay. And then I had a show <laughs> a month later after so much fire crackers in the Facebook sphere in yeah. a lingerie, in women's lingerie on the fourth floor. <laughs> oh my God. And I did my sex routine there. And uh, at the end of the show, we went up to the, it was a really posh um uh department store in um in uh austria and when we were on the roof this super hot woman was there and she's a producer or an agent and uh i was like oh who's she and finally one of the other acts i was like who are you talking over there man she's really cute so she came up to me and said oh everyone is talking about zero boy but i hated his act it was sexist <laughs> oh man wow yeah, so, yeah you, you can always piss somebody off you can but can you i mean look i imagine if you were doing like like you know you're not going to have tweets that get you in trouble maybe you'll have routines that you did like i imagine you know someone could pull up oh, i'm sure somebody has pulled up stuff that billy the mime did right and like you could be like well that is really racist and offensive and stuff like that I but um, like I, I i you know what i'm it's interesting in terms of the racist stuff no because uh when i was i was the only white kid in all black cultural institution in boston during busing in the 70s wow Oma Lewis School of Fine Arts. It was busing. Uh, they were busing the kids, and uh, I was the white kid in the all-black school. That my dad used to. My dad was a, a Jewish, and that had been a Jewish area. And then in the fifties, sixties, it, it emptied out to black uh, ghetto, and so the school had become the Oma Lewis School of Fine Arts. Or, and uh, I was the only white kid along with my brothers studying there. It was great, um, and never had any problems. 
with the kids there and uh, just very eye-opening yeah i would say your stuff is like not there's no you know cultural bent to i mean it's it's like human being sounds and and animals and yeah. uh yeah um i have political stuff it tends to be very radical for some people not radical enough for others <laughs> <laughs> what is like the most radical political statement zero boy makes i'm curious i don't know i mean uh let's see uh, i was doing a show on saturday in central park and you know, I was talking about, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, I had um, I had one show called uh, um, the, the Iraq War. Uh, 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 let's see, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, and basically it was, uh, my name is Major Zero. And basically it was sort of a spoof on the Gulf War and uh, 9-11 and uh, took the piss it was funny because marine guy comes up after me and he's like listen man he was a comedian on the show he goes i like your stuff because i can't tell what side you're on i know you're a radical but i can't tell with the way you do it and I'm, like, <laughs> oh, I'm like great he goes you know i like the way you you know it's, uh, that makes me feel good you know you try to keep people i, I did a show called uh, kung fu squatter in the in the um uh early 80s here in the east village and you know the cops were watching it and it was pretty hardcore on them but they laughed (laughs) yeah you know it's like uh so it it depends you know like sometimes uh if you have to be careful what you're talking about in certain spheres these days and that's just uh, a, a sad reality and um you know you i know some great performers who did one thing wrong and took years to get their work back um, and they explained that to me, and I understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? You mentioned, uh, you know, hot a hot woman. Um, tell me about that, and in general, sort of like, what is the zero boy like? Like love life, like in the sense that, like, do you think women are intrigued by these sound effects? Are women intrigued by the sound effects? Yes, in They're a romantic by way. In a romantic way, sure. I mean, who doesn't like... Or... 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 Oh my God, there's no way. Are you telling me you do that? Have you ever done that to a stranger that you've met that you've fancied romantically? Um, I'm trying to think. I've had people do that to me after performing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So wait, <laughs> now wait a second. Preparing <laughs> me for, for something. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, well, first of all, you obviously... Um, <laughs> out of curiosity can you do like a a run right now this is my my first and hopefully i mean i i think this is a request you can honor um cartoon male lust what does that mean to you what does cartoon male lust mean to me um oh okay <clears throat> All right, red shirts, Myers, you're going to watch this position here. The village will be protected. 
no matter what, make sure that everyone is protected and take your take your position as guard seriously. Yes, sir. Remember, if anyone comes out there, if they don't have the password, they're probably the enemy out to destroy the poor, innocent people in the village that we are defending. Yes, sir. Hours go by, tick tock, tick tock. The boring hours of guarding the village to save the poor people, those people that will be slaughtered by the evil ones outside who have vowed to destroy them just for being innocent victims. Tick tock, tick tock. 3.30 in the morning. Now, for some reason, a gorgeous looking woman comes out of the bushes. Oh, hi. Oh, halt. Oh, hello. Oh, a gorgeous looking woman with her, wow. Or if you're a gay cat, wow, a gorgeous looking studly little piece of work. Oh my God. Hi. Oh, gee, why would there be anyone like that in the middle of the woods at 2.30 in the morning when I'm guarding the village against the evil, monstrous enemy that wants to kill everybody? Must be just a coincidence. So I'd best, you know, well, shit, I'm horny, man. I mean, yeah, I need some responsibility, but yeah, that's what we're talking about. All right, hold on one second. Yes, can I help you? Do you have the password? The password is, can I suck your cock? For some just reason, I would really like to suck your cock at 2.30 in the morning in the middle of the bushes while you're guarding the village. That sounds reasonable. Male passion, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, please unzip me. Why do you have that? No, Where's the Take their heads and put them on spikes There's that guard I had to suck his cock for like two seconds Before you cut his goddamn throat you asshole A tale of lust I think that was, that was, uh, I, I didn't know I was asking for that. Um, <laughs> I was asking for, well, you know what I, I, because, you know, like, like there is, um, I was, I, I guess I was wondering for like an Aruga kind of thing, <laughs> like, like, like those cartoons, the wolves, like the eyes pop out, the tongue drops, like, which. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you mean like, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> Uh, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, now this, <laughs> that, this is the truth of it. You're like, you're like coloring, you're like kind of drawing the in betweens. <laughs> like they yeah. show you. Yeah. Oh my God. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep throwing a picture for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is by far, this is by far the, the, uh, the dirty, most explicit podcast I've done, but you know what? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with uh, this performance of your zero boy. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what about impressions i mean you've done some voices already do you have any like trademark impersonations you do or 
and things like that. Um, I I don't know of any impressions that I do really. I mean, I'm just trying to think. I do voices, but you know, I mean, you, I don't do impressions. Perhaps. I mean, well, let's see. I guess I can do. Hello, this is James, uh, James Mason, and I, I'm yes. dead. No one remembers me, but I'm very. I've got a rather strange accent. Uh, or I like so far. I in my character Emil. Hello, all right, small one. What else can I tell you about what I am working on? Currently, I'm devising an article that can uh, last for four hours in an aircraft, at which point the fuels will ignite and blow the aircraft out of the sky, looking like a simple malfunction of the gas tank. Yes. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, you're kind of doing like archetypes, classic uh, and, and cartoon art. I mean, you know, like there's a little bit of Peter Laurie in there. Um, you know, uh, I say, I say, Peter Laurie is not an uh, archetype at all. I say, it's not going to be anything like that at all around here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah we, you know what i uh, what about sounds do you wish that there was an area of like cartoons or or the soundscapes that like people would ask you to do that you don't get to do enough you know i just wish i had more work uh but yeah <laughs> okay that's fair any, any kind of creative thing as long as my voice is warmed up you know so it really comes down to the voice being ready to to go <laughs> yeah what was the coney island show you did did you do like a vocal tour of like coney island i had um a, a trip to coney island with uncle zero boy hey kid what you're sending your uh my nephew here okay all right kid come on we're going to coney island this is the coney island <laughs> f train coney island f train next up stillwell avenue and then I took him through a little tour of 1940s Coney Island, uh, uh, talked about the history of Coney Island. Did you know? And, you know, get your, get your cotton candy, cotton candy, authentic Coney Island cotton candy made from blue jeans. Get your cotton candy here. You know, so. Right. Uh, yeah. So you like go on different rides and stuff? I mean, you must. Yeah. Have. You know, it's a. take the audience on a ride through that or the, you know, shoot the freak, shoot the freak or the Coney Island. Uh, did you know that the first Tommy gun in New York city was used in Coney Island? You know, stuff like that. Little uh, Coney Island at uh, three talk about the different parks what they were, when they were made and how many roller coasters were in Coney Island, over 60 roller coasters in Coney Island, you know, so. Stuff like that, like a little. Yeah, that sounds like it would have been a very fun show. Um, it was a, yeah, it was a cute little show. And, uh, we'll be doing. It's funny because these were plays, solo plays, and now with the Zoom stuff, I'm going to start creating elements of the shows uh, for like video as as little movies. Yeah, no, I and I definitely encourage people listening if you want more of this to definitely check it out, um, for sure. Do you ever tell people to close their eyes when watching your performances? 
Uh, no, but I had a blind dude in uh, Germany who loved it. <laughs> okay, that explains that question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I feel like you could take people away in that in that sort of uh, if they want that experience as well. Though when you perform, it is very visual. I must say. Yeah, I mean, it depends on. Um, so that guy was at a show, and uh, he stayed for the. We, there was a, a question and answer after the show, and he said, "Oh, I really I." said oh how was it for you as a blind guy and you know i asked him straight up and he was like oh it was great and then he stuck around for the second show because the sounds really he loved the sounds and that was really nice to hear you know because i'm not a i'm not a uh, mimeograph machine of sound i'm more of a little bit of pantomime you know to to make the story and so i can do radio stuff but it's much more fun with a little bit of movement uh, you know, I just do a few hand gestures, a little bit of, uh, you know, sound effect and, and people get the whole story. You know, they, they see, oh, my God, he was driving a tank with, you know, two cans of beer on the top. And they, uh, and then this, this, this dwarf was uh, underneath his leg. A dwarf was under my leg? Okay, sure. Yeah, that was cool when you did that thing with a dwarf. I was like, oh, that's what you saw. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I was in an improv, uh, I was in an improv class once at our some rehearsal or something and the director was like, just be, be furniture, be just be a position like just take a position be abstract. And like, maybe they won't even use it in the scene, but you might just get laughs anyways, because the audience created the reason it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> and I always take that away with I'm like that's an interesting idea like do, do you do you ever play I mean I feel like your sounds are very like sometimes I don't know what exact sounds you're doing but I feel like they're very specific uh do you ever do you ever kind of go into like a weird like this might sound like something or might, might not kind of realm or are you always do you know exactly what you're creating a sound for well it depends because I've done things where I've auditioned for stuff and they're like, Oh no, that doesn't sound anything like with what we want. It sounds like you're going Shh, all the time. So it depends on what people are listening for, you know? So it's been interesting because, uh, um, like I haven't, I don't even think about it. It's just, Oh, okay. Here's the sound of, of a boat. <laughs> There's a little water going by or something. Or maybe you want a motorboat. Yeah. Right. Gotta speed it up. <laughs> you know, it's like moving the sound through the head versus, you know, and also uh in and you know, stuff like that. Or there are sounds with the illustration it, it works. Without it, it's like uh sort of got it. Yeah. Do you ever, have you ever uh, had a sound that you're like, this is what this sounds like. And then any people were actually like, nah, you're totally wrong. And you still to this day are like, they do not, they got that wrong. I know that this is what this sounds like. Do you have anything? Never, never. Cause I'm, I, like I say, I'm not a mimeograph. I'm more of a, you know, of a, of a, uh, how would you say an impressionist mm. you know so you get an impression of what I'm, I'm and then you're you know the impressionists don't give you hard borders and hard lines 
Yeah. You know, so you, you you feel that in yourself. You create the lines. You create the, you know, it's very blurry. Maybe you see the the details in your own head, and that's the same thing for me. So hopefully the details fill in with your own imagination. And because it's like a cartoon, a lot of us have grown up with cartoons and comic books. They get it, you know. But it has backfired too, and this is where culture makes a difference. So before I was going off to Austria, I wrote, hey, does everyone know in how is all of Europe doing with uh, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner? Mm-hmm. Amsterdam, we love Roadrunner. We know Roadrunner. We love Wiley Coyote. Germany, we love Roadrunner. We love Wiley Coyote. Now, I made the simple mistake, which I already should have known better to do, is that Austria and Germany are not the same places. Right. And um, when I got to Austria, I started asking, how many of you know Roadrunner? And it was, it's one thing if it's one out of every two people. It's another thing when it's one out of every five to ten people. Oh, man. Now, they, they, now, mind you, for five-year-olds, I'm performing for five to seven-year-olds in this church. And I go, da, 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 da. And they went apeshit. <laughs> yes yes they knew that was like they like that all the little five-year-olds knew it it was unbelievable but dun, dun, you know beep, beep, <laughs> right right it's you know nope <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is I, I i love that this is one of your go-tos uh do you have any other like like uh, do, do you go through like any classic cartoons? Like, do you have a Flintstones bit? Do you have a Jetsons? Like, any anything specific like that? No, only I'm trying to think. It's really only been the uh, Wiley e. Coyote. Interesting. I did. Oh, I've done King Kong. I mean, I've done King Kong. I've done. Uh, uh, the, I've definitely uh, heard Titan. some Hanna Barbera kind of noises in there. I mean, you know, I think yeah, yeah, yeah those are all like the stock sounds that we've heard over our life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. I mean, I just I <laughs> is it, what about like what's the newest sound you're working on? Like, do you do you discover new sounds? Like, what is the process of creation like for you? Well, um, there's a, I usually, every Christmas, write down the list. And <laughs> do Chris you? Ringle, and, no, I'm just kidding. Um, like, uh, I, I do imagine you have a list of every sound you could do, but I, I think that'd be impossible. I don't know if there's any newest sound. I mean, I like talking to birds. Uh, you know, they will talk back with you and hang with you and follow you around. Uh, when I go hiking, it's really sweet. Um, I like, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's no real, you know, it's, uh, I guess since it, it evolved out of playing as a kid. So if yeah. I wanted to have a bar, I had to have a door. <laughs> Out comes the keys, you know. <laughs> no, it's like it's just the 
natural progression of something I'm physically doing. And then it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, and you could roll the window down. Or you could lower it down with a three. <laughs> you put, you know, so these this is these come from one of my main routines. But you know, these sounds, it's sort of like a little pantomime with sound. Um, you know, okay, let's take the uh let me see. Uh uh here, give me that box. Pop the lid. Reach in and grab that uh, bell. Ding, ding, ding. You know what I mean? That's kind of easy. I'm trying to think. Uh, but then maybe you want to do it with a soundtrack. So like, give me that boss. Pop the lid. What's in there? Bell. Ding 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 kind of like that. You could do it like that. Um, uh, yeah, it all depends. Or you could be uh, um, done interactive stuff with people, bring them up on the stage. Pilot thermometer, pilot thermometer, Roger. Navigator, how long will target? Target in five minutes. Look at the guy next to you. They're just like, hey, put your hand on the wheel. Oh, yeah, they put their hand on the wheel. <laughs> yeah. They got abandoned at three o'clock. There's black. <laughs> and just like, you know, make a little little movie. Um, and you, it's funny because the more you try to like make it seamless, People prefer, I think, ultimately the kind of raw stuff. You can do it seamless, but knowing that there's like they're looking in backstage as you're doing it. And then I open this thing and then I open the box. Instead of just like, you know, because if I just go, you're like, what is that? Is that something opening? Is it, or I open the box. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, I just opened a box with that sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I wonder about sort of, uh, you know, I'm curious about like when you may have surprised yourself at sounds that have come out, like uh, if that happens often or, uh, you know, something just gets, you're like, well, I don't know where that came from, but that's going to go in the repertoire, those kind of stories. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm, 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 uh, I'm trying to think like, I think I just have limitations and I've seen the limitations get uh, worse because of uh, just breakdown. Like, uh, you know, I used to be able to do ruff, 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 and with a little more kick, I can't do it anymore. My voice what? doesn't get. Wait, what was that? That was the dog? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I used to be able to, and, and something cracked years ago. And so I can't, I had a whole routine of the dog, you know, fight out, ruff, 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 throw the stick. Gets a stay finally, you know, the, the what's that? Oh, not nothing. Here's Fido, throw a stick. What was that? Oh, nothing. Fido, 
Huh? Oh, where's Fido? <laughs> Get beamed up to the ship. Ah. <laughs> Get probed. No, no, yes, yes. Fido. Oh, look, it's Fido. And then they open my belly, throw Fido inside, sew it back up. Woof, woof, woof. Oh, no, no, no. Undo my belly, sew it back up, and then drop me out of the spaceship. Ah! <laughs> oh, what the hell yeah. happened to me? <laughs> Dog hits me on the top of the head. Whoa, Fido. Well, I can't remember anything. That kind of thing. So you hear the spaceship with a... Yes, yes, yes. Do you have any, are there lost zero boy routines, like things that you did once and you'll never do again? I am um, improvised so often that there have been things that uh, I have done um, and they range from everything. You know, I was the only cyberpunk performer that I knew of before people knew what cyberpunk was. Oh. And then by the 90s, they all started talking about being cyberpunks. I'm the cyber poet. I'm the cyber this and that. So I, I kind of stepped away from that. But I would do lots of things dealing with computers, um, video games. Uh, people would ask me to do you know, characters. Um, I would improv with their suggestions for my video character or, um, you know, yeah, all kinds of like on the spur of the moment. What's your favorite world to occupy? Like, like if like the Wild West, outer space, like, like, do you like that kind of shit? I mean, you've talked about like black and white film noir. Like, do you have any sort of like realms you like to, you know, play in in that kind of soundscapey sort of way? <laughs> Whoa! Da, 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 da. Oh, get out of our land, white man. <laughs> or, um, let's see. Uh, uh, hit the beast. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know that kind of stuff wait I don't what, know. <laughs> this is really good i need to ask you what does post-pandemic america sound like what does post-pandemic America sound like? Um, welcome to the Republican suburbs. Nine one one. How can I help you? Yes, there is a Antifa. There's a. He's walking across the street. He's got a black T-shirt. It says Slayer on it. I believe that he means to slay all the white people. Is it a black male? No, he's actually what? Well, actually, it's my son, but he's wearing a Slayer shirt. <laughs> and I think it's Antifa, and I'm really concerned that they're moving into the suburb. <gasps> wow! Wow! Or, that uh, that is my, scary. That is my scary. Other, my other one is the uh, is uh, 
um, World War II. <laughs> the French Resistance. If it was done by the modern left. Hello, Charlie. Hand me the bomb. We are going to blow up the bastard German pigs. Um, hello, Francois. Hold on one second. I was very clear. Today I am Charlene, and I really am getting sick and tired of you not appreciating who I am and erasing my identity. Second of all, pigs are beautiful animals. And for you to equate them with the cis heteronormative fascists who are destroying the rights of gay, trans, bi, blah, 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 blah. But the train is coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. I love it. Zero Boy will be appearing at the Down Low Variety Show, which is, uh, well, it's, it performs at the East River Amphitheater, but you're all over the city. Um, there's one this, I mean, look, I'm going to, uh, whenever anybody's listening to this, I know there's, there's a show the 16th of September, but um, yep. I'm assuming this is kind of what you're, you're doing now. I mean, uh, well, first of all, zeroboy.com. Check out yep. all your stuff. Uh, you've okay. got an Instagram. How else can people follow you best? Check me out at YouTube. I'm going to start activating that page a lot more with uh, with quick little videos. And then the down low is going to be at the 16th at the um, uh, East River Amphitheater. And then we begin Saturday nights um, um, on the 26th, every Saturday on uh, the Central Park West Drive at uh, between 74th and 75th Street. If you're on the street you, and you don't find us, then your face is in your phone. And <laughs> you need to look, <laughs> you will find us. You can't miss us. And we have a show there Saturday nights at seven, starting on the 26th, um, weather permitting. And they can also just send uh, to download variety at, uh, at Instagram and or zeroboy.com. Send me an email and I'll uh, tell them more about it. Yeah. yeah. You are, I mean, look, I have very much enjoyed this interview. I, I could definitely do like another, a, a much longer deep dive into all these sound effects. But obviously, you know, look, I mean, uh, leave them wanting more for sure. Um, and, and you know what, before we go, though, I, I do have something that, you know, this is going to be very selfish, but I feel like you're the best person to ask this to. Okay. Um, open Loops. The name of the show, it is a, I, I describe it as a, it's like a theme park you can listen to. We talk about magic, art, hypnosis, the unexplained, conspiracy theories, the supernatural. Um, you know what? Look, I, this is a, it's a theme park for the intellect and the imagination. Having just told you all that, what do you think Open Loops sounds like? What does that theme park sound like? Here we go. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open Loops, you must listen to the Open Loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open Loops. 
wow that was <laughs> i couldn't have asked for anything more zero boy you are a true talent i i hope to stay uh if uh, i'm a, in contact with <laughs> all your stuff i mean look don't disappear um you know you when send I, me a link and i'll pass this on my face crack etc Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You are you are a great talent. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Again, you are the st- like I talk about my birthday. You are the story. I talk there were lots of people stripping and uh your act is the one I bring up. So I oh, really well, thank you. Thank it, you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember talking to you. probably don't remember me talking to you after at all. I'm sure. If I saw you, I might. I'm better with faces than I am with names. So I know. I was like, that. Michael Winslow, do you ever perform with him? And you told me you did, uh, which was yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man, huge fan. Keep doing what you're doing. I love the sideshow, love burlesque, love, love these novelty acts. It's uh it's a world I want to occupy, and I appreciate for you for coming on and letting me live in it a little more today. Great, thanks. I look forward to listening to it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah.